coverage here? It's KBSY News. And if you're just joining us, this is our continuing coverage of what's unfolding downtown slow. Many to be gathered here in Mission Plaza for the swearing in of broadcaster Adam Montiel. We are just moments away. I see Sheriff Ian Parkinson making his way to the stage. As we reported, Montiel was surprised to be released from the FM radio waves last month after more than 20 years. And the response from listeners, business owners, community leaders, nonprofits has been nothing less than overwhelming. To keep representing this community, offering topical information, interview people that matter, and really, um, excuse me, I see we have some action at the lectern. Let's now turn our coverage to Mission Plaza, where Slow County Sheriff Ian Parkinson is set to begin. Hello, all. We are gathered here today for an important day in the history of media on the Central Coast. It is here where we commend Adam Montiel as a broadcaster that has evolved from FM radio to pioneer the first daily all-digital place to experience community from concentrate. Adam, I would like to ask you to repeat after me. Place your hand here and lift your right hand while you were sworn in. I, Adam Montiel. I, Adam Montiel. Do commit to this community. Do commit to this community. To be always genuine. To be always genuine. To be always involved. To be always involved. To be always engaged. To be always engaged. To be funny sometimes. To be funny sometimes. I promise not to have commercials that mispronounce the names of our communities. I promise to not have commercials that mispronounce the names of our communities. I promise to keep it real. I promise to keep it real. To only espouse and endorse. To only espouse and endorse. Companies I trust, clients I believe in. Companies I trust, clients I believe in. For as long as their checks shall clear. For as long as their checks shall clear. On behalf of our community, our business owners, our producers, our nonprofits, and our visitors, I declare you more than an ambassador, but the voice that connects us to be up in Adam. Content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. That's pretty appropriate. Thank you, Sheriff Ian Parkinson. Thank you, Dan Curcio. Thank you for being up and Adam. Here we go. 
a daily podcast. We're going to try and do this. This sounds like fun. This sounds like fun. It's been a wild three weeks. And um, without getting into too much, I just want to thank so many people. Uh, you know who you are for, I mean, I never took so many meetings in the last few weeks. You know, I thought I was busy before. Turned out you get laid off. You get you get real busy with meetings. But it's been so much fun to launch this. There's going to be some things coming down the pike. I'm really excited about it. If you loved uh, the Cork Dorks, if you loved Up and Adam in the morning, you're going to get all that here. And it's going to be exciting. It's going to be really, really exciting. It's been fun to talk to folks and maybe get some... Well, some, some support, some businesses on board, some, you know, the, it's been overwhelming with people reaching out. So thank you for all the wonderful comments, like on the Tribune article, the Cal Coast News article. Shoot, I made Radio Inc. magazine. I've been wanting to make Radio Inc. magazine like forever. Of course, you get fired. You get laid off and then you make Radio Inc. magazine finally. But this is, this is where it's going. I mean, this is where it's at. Broadcasting is changing. And although I was in that space and would look at things like print and go, oh, wow, print's changing. No, like terrestrial broadcasting is certainly changing. And uh, podcasting is, look, I mean, during COVID, started the Where Wine Takes You podcast, you probably know with Paso Wine. And so thankful I did because that, in just those three years, the last three years, that has grown exponentially. And I can't wait for this to do the same. And what is this going to be? Look, I know it's going to be topical. It's going to be interviews. It's going to be fun. It's going to be like, we're calling it community content from concentrate. It's just like those juices you get from the freezer, right? There's a whole lot of stuff packed in there. And that's going to be kind of a, a theme that we run with here. No, it's not a six to 10 morning show where you're going to hear it. You're going to hear all the filler, all the commercials, all the songs. Some you do want to hear, some you don't. It's going to be just boom. This is it. We're going to work in uh, folks that support. I'm going to work in people that I really want you to know more about, not just in the content that we produce, but no, there's businesses reaching out to support this podcast already. I don't know. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The folks who have just said, Hey, can I sit down with you? What's next? We want to hear this. We want to hear that, you know, don't feel this way. It's it just, it's been a really beautiful time. You know, obviously a tough time to have this happen right before Thanksgiving and the holidays, but you know what? So many folks were like, this is a blessing. And there was a quote about being put out of the nest. I forgot who said it, but I had, can we play that? To be fully alive, fully human, and completely awake is to be continually thrown out of the nest. To live fully is to experience each moment as completely new and completely fresh. Isn't that just beautiful? Sometimes, sometimes you're not fully awake, you're not fully alive until you're feeling that moment of being pushed out of the nest. And this is something that is going to, I think, be huge. And although sometimes you might be going through something where someone says, oh, it's, a, you know, their loss or blessing in disguise, yada, 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 sure. You're gonna land on your feet, right? But when you start to see that and that fog starts to move out of the way, you start to see it, believe it, it's exciting, it's exciting. So we got a lot to do. I wanna know really from you what you want this to be, what you wanna hear. I got some good feedback, just in like asking people who ask people who've asked people. I'm using all of this to make this show, to make Up and Adam exciting, something you wanna to listen to, something you wanna download. First, I wanna say, uh, for if you're here right now and this far in, 
God bless you. Thank you. We've got a fun show today. Chef Rachel Ponce is going to be on our first show. She's going to be on Chopped on the Food Network tomorrow night. We will talk to Ian Parkinson. That was so nice for him to, I guess, swear me in. Yes. We're going to talk breaking and entering Christmas, which is just blown up. Even without me having a daily pedestal on terrestrial radio, we have seen breaking and entering just go insane. I'm excited. I still need your help. First things first, every day I want to give you some lo-fi headlines. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. Okay, a couple local stories. What's going to replace Splash Cafe in San Luis Obispo? We had the owner on a few weeks back on the morning show, and now we know. Now we know who's going to be in that open spot. It is going to be a new restaurant and a cocktail bar. Now, details are still they're still limited right now. Good Lion Hospitality. They filed for a minor use permit with the city to establish a new restaurant with late hour alcohol service. A little nightlife. Yeah, yeah. Essentially service after 11. That's what that means. It's in the building again, 1491 Monterey. Brandon Restaino, a managing member of Good Lion Hospitality, confirmed that the Santa Barbara-based group is hoping to open a new venture in that spot. They're kind of keeping the details close to their vest now, but those are the same people that own the Petite Soleil in right next door. So this seems like a no-brainer. I think anything moving in to San Luis Obispo, down Upper Monterey, wherever, is fantastic. I think anytime a vacancy isn't long, and this place will be vacant for just like a minute before these people pop in, that's great news. That is great news for the city, great news for people who love a little bit of nightlife, and to spread it up Upper Monterey a little bit towards Benny's, and the like. I love it. We got to get these people on the air. We got to chat with them. What else is going on? I had one more local story. This is exciting. Mike Siner, Carl Wittstrom, Doug Filipponi. They make Forbes magazine, baby. Listen to this headline. California vineyard that was sought out by the royal wine family of the U.S. wine world. Now, of course, they're talking about Robert Mondavi. Of course, they're talking about Santa Margarita Ranch, a 14,000 acre heavenly spot that is right our own here on the Central Coast and the home to Ancient Peaks Wine. Also the home to, shoot, uh, Margarita Adventures. You got the zip line, the tasting room. You got the foraging tours. They're doing so much over there at Ancient Peaks. I had lunch over there at the cafe during this whole, it's amazing how much outside lunch you take. Lunches you will take and everyone pays for you when you get laid off. It's remarkable. Had a wonderful lunch with Andrew Nelson of uh, War Room Cellars out there at Ancient Peaks. Saw a lot of familiar faces, saw Doug, Coral, and the food there. Chef Jacob Lovejoy has got it going on. Man, has he got it going on. So they made Forbes magazine. They're hanging from a zip line. Big Carl flew through the air while wearing his favorite cowboy hat while letting out the sound of pure joy. Can you imagine Carl Wistrom on uh, one of these zip lines? God, that'd be so much fun to go on like the tandem one with him. Anyways, Forbes magazine does an absolute awesome article about uh, Santa Margarita Ranch, the history, Carl, Rob, and Doug uh, owning it, getting, wrangling in Mike Siner. This is great. Then the whole article takes a turn and starts talking about Mike Siner, which just warms my heart. I love all of these gentlemen. I love this brand. And here they are in Forbes magazine. The article came out on Friday. So go check it out. I got to it pretty easily. I don't think it's behind a paywall. Focuses on their wines. I was super impressed. Really, really cool. Forbes magazine. Much love for representing our friends here at Ancient Peaks. And we're going to have Mike Siner on this program tomorrow to talk about uh, being in Forbes magazine. Heck yeah. 
Okay, so those are two local stories. I've got a few national stories that uh, made it into the lo-fi headlines category today. This one, have you ever scanned your card and with the tip scenario or whatever, maybe been a little bit out of sorts and end up almost paying too much? Well, this happened to a woman in, uh, where is she? Uh, Georgia. Outside Atlanta, she was charged more than 7,000 bucks. I hate to laugh, because you go to your account and you see this, you ain't laughing. Charged 7,000 bucks for an Italian sub at Subway. She's been working to get the money back for a month. She says she could have gone to Italy for the price that she got this sandwich for. Listen to this. This was $7,112.98. I know exactly what it normally costs. $7.54. I was like, oh my God, how did this happen? I was like, oh my God, this is my phone number. I must have been keying it in the pad and the screens fit. Changed. It's a lot of money. And, you know, I just, I'm not that big of a tipper. I'm definitely not that big of a tipper. <laughs> Man, can you imagine the drama if you go to your account? $7,000. And it wasn't even like, oh, I went to Ember and it accidentally charged me $7,000. No, it's Subway. Like, it's Subway, man. All right, a Frontier Airlines passenger was caught on video climbing over the seats. What is going on? Have people lost their ever-loving mind on planes in the airport? Climbing over seats, arguing with employees, prompting another passenger to suggest that maybe she was possessed. I mean, you see this behavior. I almost don't blame her. Listen. Stop climbing! Ladies and gentlemen, I need everyone to please take your seats. Just mayhem. Chaos. That wants to kill each and every one of y'all, including your family members. That's not her. She's possessed. She needs help. What? I don't care. I'm only telling y'all this because all hell is about to break. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just soak that in for a second. Can you imagine being there watching this? You know your phone's out. You know your phone's out. Finally, this is a crazy story. This woman may want to go back to using a fake tree. Sad, too. I didn't know this this was like a a prevalent thing. Mom in Cleveland named Angela Presti just picked out for the first time a real Christmas tree. She was excited to decorate it with her daughter. A few hours after they got home, Angela's face started to swell up. The tree almost killed her. Her throat closed, had to be rushed to the ER. It turns out she had gone into anaphylactic shock because of something called Christmas tree syndrome. Great, now this is a thing too. My face is quite swollen. I felt like I was gonna swallow it, but then I couldn't swallow and my throat was closing up. I never in a million years imagined that a Christmas tree would contain something that could kill me wild it's um when you're allergic to the mold that's been growing on the tree usually because it got wet while it's sitting in the lot around seven percent of us are at least somewhat allergic to the mold severe reactions like this are very rare but if you start getting a little bit wonky with that tree sitting around it might be exactly this she collapsed at the hospital doctors gave her a shot of epinephrine she's okay they thought it was a food allergy of some sort but then she told them about the tree and connected the dots bada bing bada bang before we close out our lo-fi headlines want to thank our friends at mcclintock's the place to be since 1973 it's 50 years mcclintock's has been legendary i think after 50 years you get that legendary central coast steakhouse badge you know what i mean i mean 50 years In addition to their Shell Beach Steakhouse and Saloon, the products. I'm really into their F. McClintock's Recipe 15. This is their collab with Maker's Mark. 
hand-selected by the McClintock family, Maker's Mark private selection, a one-of-a-kind expression of Maker's Mark exclusively created for McClintock's Get yourself a bottle of that for show. And of course, the FMC Beans, check them out. McClintock's, 50 years on the Central Coast. Thank you so much for supporting and being up and Adam. Show them some love. Consider your Christmas party out there. They got a lot of room at that Shell Beach location. Go to McClintock's.com for more. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about our breaking and entering Christmas and how you can get involved. It's uh, It's been a trip. The media landscape here has just been so welcoming. KSPY News promoted it and had us on um, radio stations like 95.3 The Beach. I talked to Jennifer Grant there. Uh, I was on the morning show with Doughboy on Wild 106. All the stations with Dimes Media, they've been so generous. They jumped on board. I'm not getting paid anything. They didn't ask for money to put this on their station. They're doing it just out of the goodness of their heart because they believe in the Breaking and Entering Christmas. We're going to talk about it coming up next. First, though, Rachel Ponce. Pair with Chef Rachel, of course, her and her husband, Eric. Uh, his cellar fermentation a beer brand is going to be opening up what they call the French Room. It's going to be a restaurant, a deli, just a spot. It is going to be a spot early 24. But Rachel has been busy being on Food Network's Chopped. Show taped. It's going to air tomorrow. I can't believe it, Rachel. Thank you so much for being up and at it. Welcome. Hey, Adam. How are you? Very good. Thank you for being on episode numero uno. I am so honored. I can't even tell you. When you asked me, I was like, shut up. I'm so happy <laughs> Team Adam right here. First of all, you're so sweet. Thank you for being Team Adam. Really, really means a lot. You know, I'm a big fan of you. I'm a big fan of your cuisine. I'm so curious what you you did for your beautiful family on Thanksgiving. It must have been nuts. Well, we kept it small. It was just the four of us, Palm Springs. And I had this fun idea to do this roulade, and I was going to smoke this turkey. And by the time I was thinking about everything I have to do with it, I was like, do I really do that just for... Eric and I and the kids. So I'm going to do it for an event this week for Onyx Winery. Okay, so I did, we did pretty quiet. It was just the three of us. We had a friend come over, uh, just uh, Odds and I, and we did a couple turkey legs, some ham. I made it on gratin potatoes, which I was very, very proud of. Odds made this incredible, have you ever heard of spoon bread? It's like this have- corn and with the, the kernels and a little cream and like bread. Oh my and- God. Oh. I, we grow up eating that. That is on our Thanksgiving in West, we call it corn casserole. But it's like where it's, you eat it with a spoon. So that makes sense. Spoon bread. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So like the top yeah, is kind of like this that. bread that bakes into it. But no, it was definitely. It's like creamy custardy. And oh, it was so good. So it was, good. It was really, really good. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we really said am. this is going to be a staple. This is absolutely going to be a staple. And yeah. then I and I finally mastered. Like I've always loved. Like I know the UK isn't really known for their cuisine, but I've loved uh, sausage rolls that come from like the English style sausage rolls. So I mm-hmm. finally perfected my recipe, and and I always like to make those on you know big holidays. Like pigs in a blanket. Yeah, like you get some good, some really good sausage. You take it out of the casing, uh, uncooked, and then you get some puff pastry, and then you roll them up just so, and then you know they just come out completely awesome. You can dip yeah. it, dip them in X, literally anything. You could dip them in like SAE twenty motor oil. They'll be good. I mean, they're they're that good. Don't say ketchup. Right? No. Oh, come on! Of course, I dip them in ketchup. <laughs> I know, I know, I know you're from Chicago. I was going through some B-roll. Michelle from Enjoy Slow, she's so sweet. She made a a nice promotional video for the new show that she put on her site. And and some of the... 
some of the B-roll that was over uh, that I sent to her was actually when you and Eric brought in the Malort, and I'm tasting the Malort for the first time. <laughs> I don't know. Well, she knows the Malort thing. She's done it oh, at really? my house, and for my birthday, she bought me a coffee cup that says, "Is there Malort in here?" <laughs> And like all these Malort sayings. So good. Hey, so I'm so excited because I know you have your phone ringing off the literal hook right now because oh of what is going on. Chopped, it airs tomorrow. This is your first spot to talk about it. And I can't be more thankful. Congratulations. Thank you. I literally, I still can't believe this happened. It was kind of blur when it happened. And the first time they contacted me, I was like, okay, who is pranking me? Who is this? And then she asked if uh, we can get on a phone call. And I was like, well, then I'll kind of feel it out to see if this is fake or not. And it wasn't. There's about five interviews, two meetings, going from producer to the next step producer. And then all of a sudden I got an email that was like, you are leaving in two weeks to compete on CHOP. And I was like, is this real right now? You went to New York City. And this is a very special episode, too. Yeah, so it's a Julie Child episode. Um, and they know I don't really cook. I cook fusion food. I do a lot of like out of the box different flavors, you know, put together. But they said the reason they wanted me was the personality that Julia and myself have very similar personality. And they kind of played off of, I don't know if you know the relationship between her and her husband, but he was like one of her biggest supporters. Like he would hold towels underneath the kitchen sink so she could like dab off her sweat in between takes he'd have like cards in the back so she knew what to say and uh, the more I talked about how Eric's such a supporter of what I do and I, I would not be able to be doing what I am doing without him they kind of just pulled that and ran with it so really the focus isn't our cooking techniques it's uh, my personality I remember talking to you while you were in New York City, and when you're doing something like this, you have to be so hush-hush, you can't say anything. What can you tell us about tomorrow's episode? I will tell you, it is, the nerves are real. Like, I know people are like, oh, you never get nervous, you're so confident, but inside, usually if I don't get nervous, I'm like, something bad's gonna happen. I like the nerves, I like doing all these dinners, but with this show, like, I was shaking. I was so nervous. And then to see the judges, I can't say who they are yet. I, I literally walked out and screamed. Like, in, wow. like celebrity shock. And I was like, I am looking like such a fool right now. But I really just tried to have fun with it. And what happens, happens. And like, to make it that far and to be asked that looking back now is like, Wow, you did that, Rachel. That's pretty I cool. I understand that there's been, uh, people are fighting over you as to where to do the viewing party. That's a pretty cool, people are pulling you in all different directions. Even the movie theater they said, are. you can watch it here. <laughs> I know, it's so sweet. Um, yeah, I still probably do it just like low key, but yeah, we were talking movie theater. Uh, Lauren Rava reached out, asked if she could do it. Yeah, it's just, it's been really awesome. And all the people who supported and Instagram and the messages I'm getting, it's it's been really, really cool. Okay, a while, while back, I was on an episode of Hollywood Squares. And the same kind of thing, you can't talk about it. And then you're watching it in this room full of people. And... One, you, you're you not surprised because you know exactly what's going to happen when we all don't. But also, you don't know what they're going to put in. So there is this certain amount of edginess. You're at the edge of your seat as well. I'm telling you that I'm so, well, everyone's controlling, but I like to be in control of my life. 
I like to know every little step in detail that happens. Even Eric can't put one thing past me. Like I know everything that is happening. This is probably why my nerves are so crazy because I don't know, you know, how they're going to make me look. What is they? They did make me do some crazy things and I'm not going to say it yet, but we'll talk about that later. Just not having any control of what they're going to do and, you know, what I look like. And (laughs) I mean, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait to see what happens. Let's bring you on again tomorrow. This is a daily thing. Thanks for being on episode number one, Rachel. <laughs> Yay. I love it. So, um, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow. I'll let you know. I'll let you know some of the stuff, the edited stuff that happened that did not get put on the air. I'll give you some some little secret things that went down yeah okay so we'll talk we'll talk t- tomorrow before the show airs and then i want to go to your yeah we'll go to your viewing party and then we will catch up with you and get an, a, a reaction to how and what actually airs and then that'll be on wednesday so uh, this is tuesday tomorrow uh, what time are we talking what time does this air it airs at six o'clock pacific time Food Network, baby. Rachel Ponce is on shop. So glad you had a great Thanksgiving. Let's catch up tomorrow, Rachel. Oh, my God. So fun. I will catch up with you tomorrow. And, yeah, I'll spill the beans. I love it. Check her out tomorrow night. We'll actually have her on again tomorrow. This is a huge, this is huge for her. She's so awesome. Rachel Ponce on Food Network's Chopped. We'll have her on tomorrow. And I can't wait to get her on after it airs. Get all that dirt, all that tea she was talking about. All right. Our breaking and entering Christmas I'm so excited for this. Our breaking during Christmas in its 10th year. And really have to say thank you to uh, the media landscape here on the Central Coast for giving it love. KSBY has always covered the event as kind of like a post, hey, this happened. But they even covered it once ahead of time to get the word out and said, hey, we'll send people to your website. You can go to adamontiel.com, click Breaking and Entering Christmas, get the lowdown on all of it. And this year for our Breaking and Entering Christmas, we are thrilled to continue to be sponsored by United Staffing Associates. They've been around, I think, maybe every single year. They provide staffing and career resources and offer expert help and services in HR consulting, uh, safety training, recruiting, payroll, and more. If you're a job seeker, they can help link you with the right employer, so check them out. Maybe you're an employer looking for help. Temporary staffing, holiday staffing, a direct placements, executive search, even maybe someone to do your payroll, call my friends at United Staffing Associates or visit unitedwestaff.com. All right, so this year, with our breaking and entering Christmas, we are getting a lot of good feedback. We're, we're wrapping up. We're going to be finding and zeroing in on a family very soon, So, like this week. So if you have a family you know of, a needy family that, like we say, by all accounts, Christmas just ain't in the cards for these people. You can do something about it. Go to adamontiel.com, click on Breaking and Entering, nominate that family there. Now, I've gotten a lot of great emails from folks, so if you are, have sent something in, I have got it. We're going to put it all together. We're going to get a hold of you. We're going to get these things, whether it's been cash donations. We've seen a couple of those. We could always use those gift cards, uh, gifts. A lot of people got wrapping paper. That's fantastic. Lights. I have someone that's going to be delivering lights and some uh, decorations this week to me. Can't wait. So anyway, you want to reach out and get involved with our breaking and entering Christmas. Heck, maybe you want to be on the crew. Go to adamonteal.com. Click on breaking and entering. You can literally do it all right there. Nominate a family. Let us know what you got to give and if you want to get involved are breaking and entering Christmas. And thank you so, so much to United Staffing Associates and other businesses who 
are maybe thinking of pooling some resources and getting involved. Uh, maybe, hey, you can use our place to drop stuff off in North County, or we would love to put together this or that. Like General Store always does a big basket for the family. So it's, it's amazing to see the heart for the holidays and the heart for a needy family that's right in our own backyard. Our Breaking and Entering Christmas is all about that. Bringing them the spirit of Christmas while letting them maintain complete anonymity. Remember, with the help of the person that nominates the family, we get into the house, we bring a tree, presents, money, the spirit of Christmas, leave it behind for them to walk in on. Just enjoy Christmas with your family. And with your help, we can do this. So thanks so much to everyone getting involved in our Breaking and Entering Christmas. Stories like our Breaking and Entering Christmas and times we connect with nonprofits or maybe some unsung heroes that we feature on the pod. This is going to be in our Community Uncorked segment. It's going to be brought to us by our friends at Dow. They've been so generous in not only supporting what we're doing here, but also supporting and honoring our search to find people who are making a difference. Our Community Uncorked is going to be a, it's going to be a real benchmark here because community is a benchmark to me, to us to why this Central Coast and why this area of where we live is so special. So I want to thank our friends at Dow for something I'm very excited to see grow, and that is our Community Uncork segment. And I can't thank Dow Vineyards enough for, you know, for being there to support off the bat, you know, sight unseen. We know what you're about, Adam, and uh, we're about it. And that's community. So it's incredible. DowVineyards.com. Go check them out. Get a tasting. Make sure you make a reservation. If you're going up there, it is too pretty and too nice. And especially if you're going up with a date, you want to make sure that you get to say your name, her name, whatever name. And they're like, oh, we're expecting you. It's the bomb when that goes down like that. Go to dalvineyards.com for more. All right. Finally, been a little while since I've got a chance to catch up with San Luis Obispo Sheriff Ian Parkinson. He swore me in at the beginning of this broadcast. A sheriff. It's great to talk to you, man. Great to talk to you as always. Have you ever been laid off? Well, to be honest, Adam, um, you know, as a high school kid and, and jobs like that, yeah. But I've been in my job for, since I was 19 years old, so thank God I haven't been laid off. That's incredible. Yeah, it's been a weird few weeks, but I, you have always been so supportive, and I just can't thank you enough for jumping on this very first you know episode of, of the brand new podcast. It means a lot, my man. Well, you know what? It's well-earned by you. You have my respect. You have been nothing but uh, a real human being, being fair to people, being honest, you know, providing them news and entertainment. And, you know, um, in today's world, I have a select few, and you're number one on my list. Oh, I mean, so much. How was Thanksgiving? Everything good with your family and all? It was awesome. Um, this is... This is one of the best times of the year because it's just spending, you know, time with family and enjoying each other. Love Christmas to death, but to be honest, you know, with the kind of commercialization and the stress that families go through, I, I, I think for me, Thanksgiving is the best because that stress is not there. It's just pure enjoyment, pure, you know, family. Have we even talked on the air since the Kristen Smart and the, and the whole conclusion of that or no? We actually spoke once, and I think it was briefly, and I think it was between, you know, a time that, you know, we couldn't, I guess, 
necessarily openly talk about it. Right, me. right, right. Yeah, because I remember when the first, the, the last time we had you on the air air, when we were talking about Kristen Smart, it was like minutes before the gag order was even leveled that we had no idea. So I was really the last time you were able to speak openly on this case before the conclusion and before all that was lifted. I mean, that was a really, that was a big, that was a huge time for you. Yes, one of the biggest, you know, and, and probably the biggest because of, you know, my absolute admiration for the smarts for what they've been through and they are just such incredible people that have gone through a nightmare and just to have some justice meant everything to me and it meant everything to them and and strange as it is you know we are continuing to work on the case because until we get Kristen home it's not over but I have regular conversations with Denise and Stan, um, because of, you know, our, you know, relationship. So we really try to, you know, keep them posted on what is happening and what is going on. As a matter of fact, when Paul got attacked in prison, that was the, as soon as I heard, that was the first phone call I made to them to let them know what was going on. Speaking of Paul, how much leverage do you have now that he's been convicted? Is there anything that you or your team can offer him to even make him want to tell more? Or have you literally resigned to the fact he, we, we don't have him as a tool? He's not going to help. We're going to have to do this 100% without him. Um, you know, I, I, I would say that you proceed as though you have to do it without him. However, I think that that possibility is always there. Yes, uh, a deal still can be made to reduce the amount of time that he serves. Ultimately, I would say that it's a it's kind of a family decision. And when I say family, I mean the smarts, my office and the DA's office. But we've, we've discussed that quite a bit and that, yes, that is always on the table and and you know i've said before i encourage paul to come forward and do the right thing and tell us tell us where she is let us bring her home to her family and bury her properly so as long as that offer is out there we will continue to pursue that and put that offer out there on the table to kind of encourage him to you know to do what's do the right, right thing yeah help the family is this you have to work with the, the district attorney on this like how do you even know what you can offer like how how much can you slice off or may even make it worthwhile i mean the whole idea of a deal is to make it worthwhile how do you know who do you work with to even see what you got well i mean it it, it boils down to you know him stepping up or his attorney stepping up saying you know we want to have a talk and then the discussions on the table, and and I think, I think the most important voice at the table is not the DA, and it's not me. It's the smarts, and they have to be good with whatever deal is potentially offered that you know they feel is the right thing. Certainly, they want Kristen back, and they want Paul to serve the maximum sentence. So I would say, it's, from my perspective. It's not my decision. It's not the DA's decision. It's the smart decision. And if uh, a potential offer comes out or willingness to you know participate and help comes out, then it's going to be what are they comfortable with? What what do they want to do? And and I know from you know now thirteen years of you know knowing them 
that, you know, they want nothing more right now than to have Kristen back. However, they also realize that Paul took Kristen from them and their entire family. And at the end of the day, they're the ones that have to make the decision. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. We have a sheriff, Ian Parkinson. He is up and at him on the very, on the premiere, the inaugural, what do you call the debut episode? I don't know. It's the first one. Debut. Debut, baby. So are you, are you a real, (laughs) you've been been debuted before, but this is a different debut. (laughs) Now, um, it's been windy. Like the other day we lost our power in the middle of the night because how windy it was. And I was thinking about you because Mm -hmm. Your chapstick, you must be just going through them like crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Adam, you do realize I buy that by the case. Right. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I order a full box of it, and it's distributed in every you know vital place. So if I I go through one, i got to have another. So do you li- is this Costco, or is it like you have to go through like chapstick directly, or Blistex, or whatever? No, I, no it's not chapstick. Burt's Bees? No. What, what are you getting? What does Sheriff Ian Parkinson use these days? Well, actually, bees is actually really good, but it to me it it melts very easy. So I use Blistex. So I'm endorsing. I should be. In, I should actually be a spokesman because right. <laughs> I use so damn much of it. Yeah, and and just by the way, this is hereditary. Really, my my father grew up using chapstick, and I don't know why I started it, but it's like. Once you started, and it's not, it's not like a cigarette addiction. It's, it's, you get used to using it. And when your lips get dry, you have to have it. Right. And so it's, it's a, it's a need. So is that an addiction still? I guess it's what you mean because you're saying like it's almost like when I did now you have to tell me if it's like this because I had a stuffed nose for a long time and I would use Afrin and they say you can get like your nose gets addicted to it so that is yeah. that and I had to get off of that is is it like that or is it not like that I I, I believe that it's probably like that that yeah. that you you get accustomed to um, using it I get a lot of stuff from people about my ability to pull it out of my pocket with one hand, take the cap off and use it. Right. I've seen it. I've seen it. (laughs) You witnessed it. Right. So at the house, um, at the, at the department, uh, does Kendra have one in her purse at all times? Like you're always near. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I literally ran out the other day. Uh, mine went, went bad and you know, when it goes bad, it's like, it's bad. You can't get any, I mean, right. You know, you're like, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot. And she's like, oh, I got one. Pulled <laughs> it out. That's so she's good. Got a spare. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, are you a, a person who likes the real tree or a fake tree when it comes to Christmas? No, real. Yeah, real. I, you know what? I love some of the fake trees they have. They look amazing. They're incredible now. But nothing, nothing beats the smell of a real tree. Yeah, you don't get that smell. You get the look. That I mean, looks great. And you don't have the mess. You don't have the cleanup. You don't have the water. Yep. You don't have to water it. Yep. But the smell in the house, I absolutely love that smell. It's literally the only fact, reason why candles. I still do it. Yeah. Oh, you get candles that smell like Christmas tree? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just just bought one the other day. I'm like, it's, it's coming. You know, Christmas is coming. And, you know, the tree is great. Eggnog, I love eggnog. So eggnog is great. And just seeing the kids, my grandson called me two nights ago, FaceTime me. I was
was on the phone with him for an hour. He's six years old. Oh. Absolutely hilarious. I mean, God, I mean, I just, you know, that age that, you know, this child who is, you know, talking about everything and Christmas to children is amazing. I mean, you know, it, it's it's what it's all about. I think it's, I, I, you know, I mentioned earlier, I think it's the adults that I struggle with a bit just simply because there's so much pressure. You know, families that can't afford to, you know, to buy presents, families that are, you know, just, you know, having to work and, and, and all that. It's just, it, I think it can be a, a, a lot of stress, but for children, it is, I, I think, why we have it. It's amazing. For kids, we give 350 bikes away a year to families in need to be able to give their child, you know, a present, um, like a bike. And we have been sponsored for probably like four years by multiple people to buy new bikes as well as refurbished ones. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because you've always helped. We're doing our breaking and entering Christmas this year. And you, for the last like six, seven years, have uh, helped us out with bikes for that, for those families. So it's incredible. And I know you guys do it on a much bigger scale. We're giving like one family and the kids inside the house, you know, bikes. But like, again, you're doing 350 bikes. And I've worked with, you know, the men and women on your team that are dialing those things. And you guys got helmets to go with it. It is a really, really cool program. And I mean, it's it's blessed us with our breaking during christmas so it's it's huge well i'm still in with you so if if you want to do a bike giveaway on the podcast we're in i love because, it i definitely because we're doing know, breaking entering. yeah we're absolutely in for you know what, what what you do getting the message out and and it's exactly what the program is about so i'm in for bikes for you you just tell me what you want and and you make you know you uh you figure out how you're gonna you're gonna do it and cool. we're in i love it hey one more question i want to ask you do you are you into these um, i've been reading a lot of articles and i've been researching about cold showers of course people are doing the ice plunges i mean you're no stranger to knowing a lot of these folks in like you know the mma world and the athletic world are you doing the cold shower thing at all well, I, I guess I'll say first, I hate cold water. Yeah, right. Of course. Um, so the answer is no, not unless it's for the right reason. I have done cold plunges for Special Olympics, which I am a big supporter of, and law enforcement has uh, now raised over a billion dollars for Special Olympics. So for the right cause, I will jump in cold water, but willingly. No, I've had a lot of friends. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know Chuck Liddell, right. the fighter. Yeah. Chuck um, routinely would do those things, and and athletes do them because it's you know it's good for your body. No, no, I I, I prefer to getting a get in, in a warm jacuzzi or bath, right? <laughs> and and not be freezing cold. I don't care what it does for me. I have this guy. He's like, dude, just practice this as you're in your shower. Make it you know, gradually colder, colder, colder till you are in a cold shower. And the idea is to get yourself to a place where you can just walk in a cold shower. And I'm like, why would you want to do that? But I guess, like you yeah. said, there's a lot of benefits, but man, it's impossible for me. No, I, you know, I grew up down in Southern California. The funny thing is you just got through complaining about cold water, but I love snow. I love yeah, yeah. it cold. You know, 
in, in North County when it gets 30 degrees out. I love it. Well, I have to thank you for jumping on with me, especially for this first episode. It means so much. I can't wait to work with you for our Breaking During Christmas and the big bike program that you guys do every single year. Uh, you mean a ton to me on and off the air. I, I love what you do for this community, and I just I just appreciate you more than you know, man. I really, really do. Well, I, I, I thank you, but I, I've told you this before. You're the only person that I will do everything to drop to to help you out and to be on your show because of who you are and, and how you, you do it. I'm happy that you've got something going. Sorry to say it, they're lost. Big mistake because you are, you're the guy. And so I'll always be there for you, my friend. Sheriff Ian Parkinson, and I think we are good. That is quite a long episode for what I thought a first episode would be a little bit shorter. Well, here we are. We're going to do this every day. We're going to be community content from Concentrate for you every day. If you've got something, something you want to talk about and feature, please let me know. Hit me up, adamonteal.com, or if you find me on the social feeds, at Adam on the Air, Instagram, Adam on Teal on Facebook. And please, more than anything right now, if you could... Take a second, and I know it's a pain in the ass, but get to wherever you, especially Apple Podcasts, where you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Please take a second, leave a five-star rating, and even a review. If you could just say, hey, what's up, or whatever. Just, it means so much. It's going to give the podcast some traction, and we are starting from the ground up, so we needs it. Okay, so thank you in advance. So wrapping up the podcast, day number one, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have Chef Rachel Ponce on. Looking forward to Mike Siner. He'll be on talking about being in Forbes magazine. Later on in the week, Nick from Proxima Parada is going to be here. Want to catch up with Kobe Parker Garcia. Got a new location there for El Lugar, not far from our Lobro studios right here. And I do want to say, for anyone who left a comment uh, on any newspaper article or on my Facebook feed, or you emailed me, or you texted me, or we sat down for lunch, you mean so much to me. Thank you so, so much for just being you, being there, and continuing with your support. It means more than you ever will know. And I can't wait to see you face to face and tell you just that. I want to say thanks to Full Cup Solutions for technical consideration for the program. Also, uh, Dan Curcio, Moonshiner Collective. What is this? My third show? Cork Dorks, Where Wine Takes You, and now here up in Adam, where I've been able to use the great music of uh, Dan Curcio and Moonshiner Collective, a talented, wonderful voice offering, songwriting acumen of the one and only. Thank you so much. Uh, you get them wherever you stream your music, and you can visit moonshinercollective.com. Back tomorrow. Don't know how we're going to end these podcasts each and every day, but I want to say thank you and cheers to starting again. Start again. Let's start again. We'll start again.